The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But Arlen Bruce III is watching right now. And he says, I want to say what's up to Brandon London, number 14, a.k.a. Two Weeks, my former teammate. Two Weeks. Bless two up, B. London, two weeks. I was number 14, so two weeks is, is 14 days. And then uh, we used to freestyle all the time. We used to rap freestyle. He would always show up in, in big moments, big time plays. So I uh, appreciate you, Bruce. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show, Hour 2 from Century Downs Racetrack and Casino. We're on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio in Atlanta, where we are, Atlanta's NHL show. But they love football down there, number one. We're getting, getting into a lot of football here in Hour 2. Willie Jefferson is our featured player on our weekly CFL Players Association Spotlight. He's coming up later on live from Winnipeg. And uh, our special guest here, our second guest ever at Century Downs is John Bender. Calgary Stampeders alum, offensive lineman, and a trivia question. How many guys John Bender can say that they block for both Colin Kaepernick and Cody Fajardo? Let's be honest about it. How many guys can say that? There's not a whole lot, that's for sure. No, I wouldn't think so. So, and you said, you know you're making me sweat a little bit. I'm running around, doing laps. Where's John? Where? It's kind of hard to miss at six foot eight. Uh, you said it was a little hard to, took longer than you thought? Yeah, just a little further than I thought uh, to the casino, but no problem. We got here and just in time, we're good to go. Well, I really appreciate you uh, coming down to talk ball because I know you're always up for that. Right? Yeah, absolutely. I'm a big CFL fan, big football fan, so I like to get out and chat. Well, NFL fan and uh, NCAA, too. So there you go. John's the guy. He's with us for 40 minutes, and then Willie Jefferson is going to be with us. What we've been talking about, if you just logged on, tuned in, whatever, Canada won 2-1 over Ireland today at the Women's World Cup. Blue Jays are playing this afternoon, the rubber match at the Dodgers. Uh, we talked about Patrice Bergeron being replaced. Can they do it? Bernie Nichols was with us in hour one talking a lot of NHL things. But let's get to the CFL stuff because it's summer. And as John said, he's a CFL guy, as am I. And we'll open up with our poll question today. I want John to take a swing at this. It is, what is Canada's game of the week in week eight of the Canadian Football League? It's brought to you by Key Auto Group. Key Auto Group, driven by safety, experience peace of mind with our comprehensive multi-point inspections. Visit keyautogroup.ca for automotive excellence. In order, coming at hour one, Touchdown Atlantic's leading, Riders Argos, followed by Hamilton Ottawa, then Calgary at Montreal, and then just 8% voting for the BC Lions at the Edmonton Elks. I got a sense 
of what John Bender will vote for, but I should put it to you. What do you think? What's the game of the week? I like the Riders Argos. Yeah. That's going to be the game of the week for sure. That's going to be a really good game. Uh, I went out to Touchdown Atlantic last year, actually, so went out to the game, really experienced the area, and it, it's great. I think that one of the biggest things the CFL's been trying to do, and this is no secret, everybody knows this, we talk about this a lot, they want to get a 10th team. And getting a 10th team in the Maritimes, I think, would be a great fit for everyone, and maybe in Halifax would be a great fit. And, uh, you know, the Riders, you know, they need a win. The Argos look like the class of the CFL right now at the moment, so uh, be interested to see that game get played, and um, be interested to see what happens out there. Interested to see what happens in leading up to the week. They kind of treat it like a Grey Cup week, where they have you know different events throughout the week for different teams, and you know the Riders are out there, the Argos are out there. They'll have teams where they get together, do some things around Halifax. It'll be a lot of fun for both teams to be out there, and it should be a great atmosphere. Well, you got to tell me. So he's jumping right into the deep end with analysis, man. He has, like, become the, um, what should I say? You're the uh, Lewis Riddick the, uh, of Calgary's football media. You're the guy. So you really enjoy this. But why would you go to Touchdown Atlantic last year with the Argos and Riders? Just to be a spectacle or what? Just Holiday? Wanted, yeah, just wanted to go check it out. Uh, you know, I'm, I've been working in the city here as a certified financial planner for a lot of years. And a lot of my clients, they retire to the coast. And oh. that could be the BC coast or that could be the East Coast. So I wanted to find a time to go out there to see some clients and, you know, see some great football. So I just organized it to go out there for Touchdown Atlantic. I really enjoyed it. Business trip. Absolutely. I had to go. I saw three or four clients when I was out there. Exactly. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, and so Absolutely. by the way, here, I was mentioning last hour, there is a tremendous sports bar. I'm not sure I'm allowed to call it that. It's like a lounge here at Century Downs. There's going to be a gang of us watching the game 2 p.m. on Saturday. You're welcome to join. A lot of CFL alum will be with us watching that. But just going back to that touchdown Atlantic last year, and we talked about it yesterday with the voice of the Argos. Were you in your seat in time to see the fight before warm-up even began? Absolutely. I you saw, you saw it all? Yeah, absolutely I did. How do two teams that don't even play in the same division, how does that happen? Teams get fired up. Like, this is a small community. I think a lot of people don't maybe don't realize that. Like, you mentioned before that I know Cody Fajardo. I know Colin Kaepernick. And we play guys in college. You play guys on the same pro teams. You play on the same colleges. You say play, you know, sometimes you play in the same college divisions when you kind of grow up through football. So there's some guys that have bad blood with some different guys, and they remember. Yeah, they see them three, four, five years later. They don't forget. And there's right. some guys they want to, you know, maybe even some scores with or have a chat with. And, uh, you know, sometimes. Sometimes that boils over at Touchdown Atlantic and warm-ups in, uh, I think it was Wolfville, Nova, Nova yeah. Scotia last year. Well, I don't understand. I've been to the Maritimes three times. I don't really know the geography. This is not in the same stadium this year as last year, right? No. So my understanding last year was that a lot of the bigger stadiums were going through renovations. So they had it out in Wolfville at Acadia University. Acadia University Stadium might hold three or 4,000. They built temporary stands that held 11,000. So they had about 11,000 plus some teams people there so i think the official attendance was around the 11,000 mark anyways they said it was sold out it was a great vibe um the track and field area was kind of where they had the tailgate party and everything before the game and uh yeah there was riders fans it's like you walked that halifax pier last year there was riders fans in their jerseys of course as far as you can see so it was really interesting it was fun to be at and then saw tons of argos fans there too and uh you know they were all having a good time as well Okay, so the pregame show for Touchdown Atlantic is officially started here on Game Plus TV and WQEE. But the most important question I forgot to ask, what's your favorite Tim Hortons donut? 
because Century Downs every morning has been bringing a plate of donuts. And you'll get one before you go, assuming there are some left. But you're walking in, you're looking over the counter. What are you picking first? That's a good question. Right, I know, right? You're, you're really hitting me here with the tough stuff. Oh, man. I'm, I'm a former offensive lineman. I've had you a know few your donuts. donuts. Yeah, 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 exactly. We used to have to bring a dozen donuts in for the guys, uh, you know, the day before game day. So, yeah, when you're a rookie. But anyways, probably the Boston Cream. Ooh. Boston Cream wins. I think Honey Cruller would probably be second. Okay, so DuPont, our normal, normal co-host, I don't know if you met Darren, his was the Boston Cream, and mine's the Cruller. Oh. Wild. Okay. So I'm not done yet. Okay, well, Stamps fans, God bless you. I'm going to get to you because they got questions now on their team because they're concerned, as you know. Sure. But I just want to get into this Argos Riders breakdown for a second. Chad Kelly, the rookie, versus uh, Mason Fine, assuming he'll start this week for the Riders, the backup. What's your quarterback matchup analysis of this game? Yeah, I really like what Chad Kelly's been able to do. I think um, you know he's been able to find plays when needed. I think the biggest thing he's been doing is not turning the ball over. If you uh, you know can stay on top, they have a great defense there in Toronto. I think Chad Kelly doesn't need to do too much. He's one of those quarterbacks that uh, you know he can lean on his defense, he can lean on his run game when he needs to. He can go downfield and find some big play receivers. They've got some great receivers there with Curly Gittens Juniors and a few of the other guys. But uh, yeah, I, I really like what he's been able to do. I like how he's been you know analyzing defenses and you know finding his moments and just doing a great job not turning the ball over. I think that that's a huge mm-hmm. stat. Look at the Argos. They're plus 13 in the turnover battle, and they're 5-0. and So I don't think that's a coincidence at all. So what do you see ahead for Chad Kelly? It's a bit of an unfair question. He's getting asked about NFL stuff all the time now, right? And he, he's saying, I only worried about now, which is all he can say and all he right. can focus on. But could you ever see him being an NFL regular based on what you're seeing this year? I mean, there's potential there. I mean, I don't know if I see it right away. Uh, he's a little bit older now, isn't he? How old is Chad? 28, I think. 28. Yeah, he's getting a little bit older there. I don't think that their uh, NFL is necessarily looking for a lot of guys at that age range. But, uh, I mean, maybe there's an opportunity for him to go in there and play. I think that what's hurting him and what's hurting a lot of the CFL guys at times is that a quarter of the NFL teams aren't really trying to win. You know, they're trying to, you know, sure, put, develop guys, whatever, but they're trying to bring in guys that are 21, 22, 23, not guys that are 28, 29. So even you look at the Jaguars right now with Trevor Lawrence, and I mean, that'll be fun for Nathan Rourke to be in there as a backup, but I don't know how much of an opportunity he'll get for that starter's role or how much opportunity he'll get for reps. But poor player injury has led to lots of players getting reps throughout the years, so maybe something like that pops up, and maybe, you know, Chad Kelly gets an opportunity as well. Yeah. Well, so to clarify, and they love the CFL talk on this show, Wayne in Victoria, B.C. says Chad Kelly is not a rookie, Rod. He's 29 years old and played in the NFL. Well, I believe by CFL standards, he is considered a rookie. Forget about the NFL. You can play 20 years in the NFL. If you come to the CFL, you're still considered a rookie, A. And B, Dave Naylor yesterday, when he were Monday, said that, so he started one meaningless game last year at the end of the year. I think... You have to play in a minimum of 10 games or you're considered a rookie coming back the next year. Either way, I consider him a rookie. You see why. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you anybody that comes to the CFL from any league, from college, from yes. pro, whatever, there's going to be an adjustment period. There's another guy on the field. There's a lot of different things that you have to adjust to, and that doesn't happen overnight. So to the Stamps, and Arlen Bruce writes in, 
You remember AB3. He says, even though Jake Mayer, Calgary's quarterback, lost, I still think he's an all-star quarterback. How many players have had career days in a game and lost? It happens quite often. You see the game for what it is. These fans see Stamps lose, the quarterback must have sucked. What was your read on the overtime loss to Ottawa the other day? I think Jake Mayer and the Stampeders had a great football game. I think that they moved the ball downfield. I think that they showed that they can be dynamic on offense. But when you're going to be a team that throws the ball 40, time, 40 times a game, that becomes this double-edged sword. Of you're, if you turn the ball over, you're still going to lose. So they turned the ball over twice. It led to 14 mm -hmm. points for Ottawa. And, you know, that ended up with them being in overtime. I don't know how many quarterbacks in any level of football throw for 450 yards and four touchdowns and don't win the game. So, I mean, what obviously happened was they had some turnovers. The Stamps' defense played well. They got to the quarterback. They got to Dustin Crumb. They had, I think, five or six sacks last game. So to have those, you know, 450, four touchdowns, defense has five sacks, still lose. Obviously, you lost the turnover battle. So, I mean, you know, if you're going to throw the ball that much, you got to make sure that you're taking care of it. And, uh, you know, the, the, this is a young team in Calgary. They replaced a lot of key spots from, you know, they went from having a quarterback that played for 10-plus seasons, one, two, great cups played in five to now or you know to your definition maybe a rookie he's only started 13 14 games now and you know they got young players on both offensive lines you know on the tackles positions they got young players on the d-line there they're trying to move some pieces around trying to get younger trying to find some replace some replacement parts for some guys that are left why do you think they felt the need to go out and get jagera davis yesterday uh, I think obviously there's some injuries there that we're going to hear probably more of later this week. Sounds like the rumor is is that Vodders has a torn bicep. The other rumor is Isaac Adeyemi Berglund isn't uh, moving around too well right now. I'm not sure what his injury is. But, uh, you know, between those two guys, I mean, that's one defensive end position and the backup. And to bring in a player that hasn't played in the CFL, you'd have to really bring them up to speed and you'd have to run into big problems there. So it was nice that they were able to find somebody, not only a, you know, a veteran in the CFL, but somebody that they're very familiar with, someone that played in Calgary, someone that's familiar with the coaches, familiar with the scheme, and you know, get them for a six-round pick, I think was a great fit. And maybe this rejuvenates him and maybe uh, they can get him going again. Yeah, because he started here, right? I believe yeah, it is. Yeah, he played his first three seasons here, yeah. NFL next segment, Willie Jesperson coming up two segments after that, but just some fun stuff. I saw your Instagram. you got to follow this guy, John Bender, on Instagram. What were you benching the last time I saw you? Seriously? So, yeah, the last, so I posted the other day. People ask me all the time how much I bench, and I don't really test the bench anymore because, you know, I'm old man now. I'm yeah. 36. I don't need to <laughs> risk the injury, blah, blah, blah. But eventually one day I got the best of me, and I went and tested. So I got 405 up. I was pretty happy with that. Didn't, didn't quite get 425, but, uh, yeah, it was, good. It was a pretty Four good day. I, that's the one thing that I was very impressed by. But you grab these dumbbells. I didn't even know they made them this big. 125. Is that the biggest dumbbells they make? 125? Uh, that's the biggest my gym has, anyway. Yeah. When I when I posted that, a lot of my friends said they got the 150s in my gym. Come check them out. So <laughs> you I were, might have to go do that. You were twirling these things around <laughs> like batons. Literally, 125. So what do you? Can you just tell me, aside from six foot eight and your sheer size, what do you attribute this strength to? Um, I mean, I I've been strong kind of my whole life obviously the last 20 years or so i've spent a lot of time in the weight room um just you know 
staying busy, doing all those things. When I was a kid, I was the youngest of five, and I was always trying to keep up with my older siblings. My oldest brother's 10 years older than me, and he's six foot seven, and he's probably, you know, north of 250, under 300, I don't know, somewhere in there. But, uh, you know, I've always tried to keep up with him. He was strong, and, you know, my dad's got plenty of, my, we grew up on a farm. My dad had plenty of physical labor out there for us to do, so if I wanted to do any of that, there was no shortage. You're like me. You got off that farm as soon as you could. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, well, I did. I shouldn't speak for you. Yeah, I mean, when I was in grade 11, I moved to a different high school to play football. And yeah, that was when I left the farm and never came back. So a little, my millennial generation, it's pretty rare for a 16-year-old to leave the house and never return. But that was just kind of the way it worked out for me. Well, you could have easily said farm boy strong. Now old man strong, but <laughs> but you've been this strong for a long time. Hey, I get it. I left at 17 and never came back, so I get it. So a lot of NFL stuff when we come back, and we can mix in the CFL stuff too with John Bender. Appreciate him coming down to Century Downs Racetrack and Casino. We'll be back right after this on the Game Plus Television Network, Channel 924 on TELUS Cable across Alberta and BC, Channel 427 in Saskatchewan on SaskTel Max, and 1190 in Manitoba on Bell MTS cable we're also on wqee radio podcast and youtube live Playnow.com is Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. A site with hundreds of slot games. Your favorite live table games and the Playnow Sportsbook. Head over to www.playnow.com slash rpshow to claim your $50 casino reward. That's www.playnow.com slash rpshow for your $50 casino reward. Playnow.com 19 plus. Use your game sense. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome back, everybody. We're live from Century Downs Racetrack and Casino. And just before we jump back into the football talk with John Bender, are you too busy with summer plans to cook but want to make sure you're eating well? Well, with Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, skip the trip to the grocery store and skip the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up, too, while still getting the flavor and nutritional quality you need. Head to factormeals.com slash Peterson50 right now and get 50% off your first order. It's like frozen TV dinners but tasty and nutritious. Factormeals.com slash Peterson50 right now. Spell it right, get 50% off your order. So, John Bender here. I hope you don't mind me saying your claim to fame is blocking for Kaepernick and Fajardo. Would you have another claim to fame besides that? Uh, I mean, that's a good question. I mean, playing for the Calgary St. Peter's briefly, that's a big one. sure. Yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, whenever I tell... So Colin Kaepernick was my quarterback. We finished number 11 in the nation my senior year, went 13-1. and one. Everybody's eyes light up, and they want to know lots about that. So, yeah, I mean, that was definitely a big moment in my life for sure. Okay, well, we're going to get into the 
NFL stuff in a moment, but just football overall. I think you heard me say we're on the radio in Atlanta right there. Tough loss last night for Atlanta United to my Inter-Miami, by the way, 4-0. That's that butt-kicking in soccer terms. I'm really learning my soccer, John. But as you said, football in America is what, it's, a, it's not just a way of life, it's, ev it's everything. And you played at Nevada. Yeah. Can you explain that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that uh, the interesting thing that you see in Nevada is that, you know, Nevada is a college town in Reno. And, uh, you know, just to see the fandom that they have for their team there. And I mean, I wouldn't even say that that was like the biggest fan base we were around. You know, we went to these games on the road. You know, I remember going to Washington State to watch Nevada play a few years ago. And, you know, I got up early in the morning, 7 a.m. and we'll grab a Starbucks, whatever. Took the corner by the stadium and there was like fifth wheel trailers and RVs as far as you can see with fans you know lined up and they're already making breakfast having a few beers noon kickoff and they had 30,000 yeah. plus in that stadium and I don't know if you've been to Pullman Washington oh, yeah. but it's what nine ten thousand people and they got a yeah, when I played at, my first college game was at Nebraska. I don't know if you've ever been to, I think it's Lincoln, Nebraska. And 85,000 person stadium. And that town might be, you know, the size of Olds, Alberta. 30,000 or so people, not, very, not much I, bigger. It makes no sense. I, I know this, Oxford, Mississippi, home of Ole Miss, is 18,000 people. The stadium holds 64,000. Right. Where do they come from? Everywhere. <laughs> Clearly. I mean, every alumni, like, this, this is, I don't know, I always joke around with people in Canada that, uh, you know, if you ask an American where the best country in the world is, they'll say America. If you ask them where the best university that plays football is, they're going to say my university. Their own, And yeah. if they're playing your university, well, we're going to bet on it. We're going to, you know, go to that game. We're going to talk trash in the office about it. And it's one of those things that, you know, it only happens once a year because colleges especially, they only play each other once a year. Great, a big opportunity to have bragging rights for a long time in the office or in the family or whatever it might be. So just tell me this about Cody Fajardo, the Montreal quarterback that you played with. How big of a deal is he in Reno? Because he built a house in Reno, but he's from Brea, California. He must be a real big deal that he never wanted to leave Reno. Yeah, That's absolutely. His home I mean, yeah, Cody Fajardo, uh, he married a local girl there. Uh, his wife, Laura, played on the soccer team in Nevada. So, yeah, they'd be right up there with the University of Nevada royalty, I guess. They got a, the college quarterback married uh, one of the college soccer players. They come back on campus. You know, they're courtside at uh, basketball, basketball games. Basketball games. It's royalty. They're, oh, yeah, they're flipping the coin at the coin toss at the football games. You know, I actually, uh, when they bring us back they take good care of us actually at Cody Fajardo's senior day I was the special guest to flip the coin there so yeah like they do stuff like that that's really cool and uh you know when they open up big weight rooms or they open up new facilities well Fajardo's in there for the pitchers for sure they want him around shaking hands love and, it uh, reminding people I mean it's pretty rare for a college to have back-to-back -back pro quarterbacks that we did with uh Colin Kaepernick and Cody Fajardo so I mean it's obviously something they want to celebrate I love it he deserves every bit of it Larry Sweet is watching on uh, Game Plus Television. He is in North Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and says, what years... 
Did you play for Calgary, John? I'm not sure if that was during Chris's time with Calgary. That's Chris Sweet's dad. He's watching in North Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Did you play for Sweet? I did play for Coach Sweet. Yeah, I ran into Coach Sweet last year, too. He's in Toronto now. Uh, yeah, Coach Sweet was uh, fired up. He was an interesting guy for sure. He's always fired up. Those O-line coaches are all kind of like that, right? They uh, seem like they're guys that mix coffee in their, with the Red Bull and just get the day going. So uh, they're busy guys. I will say this about Chris. He is the most fit offensive line coach I've ever known. It's not a real big competition. Awesome. But you know what I mean? You either are or you aren't. <laughs> I think it's those, with those guys, it's, it's fitness like crazy or no fitness. Yeah, he's yeah. fitness like crazy. Yeah. He's one of those. Um, hang on. Regarding your best donut, you went with the Boston cream. Wilf in Steinbach, Manitoba says, number one, honey cruller. Number two, apple fritter. Don Davies is watching in Brantford, Ontario on Game Plus TV. Says, my favorite donut is the Canadian maple. The best donut ever. But some of the Tim Hortons here in Brantford, stop making them. I drive across town just to get one. <laughs> Thank you, Don, for the update on that. Uh, Jim Wagner watching in Balgoni says, in no particular order, apple fritter, Boston cream, tractor tire. Enjoy the day, RP family. I knew we'd hit on a hot button topic here. John in Rosetown says to John Bender, who was the toughest pass rusher you ever faced? That's a great question. Um, so the two that come top of mind right away would be, you know, my first college, I think I told this story with you before, but my first college game on the road at Nebraska lined up across from me in Dominican Sioux. So, uh, you know, thrown right into the fire out the gate, 20 years old or 19 years old or whatever it was. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he had a good motor. The way that I explain these guys is, like, imagine the best athlete you've ever met in your life and now make them 6'3 and 300 pounds. And no quit. And, you know, yeah. they have compete level like crazy. And that's kind of what it's like. Um, the other player that I remember very well was Alden Smith. And he was at Missouri when I played him. Uh, I think it was his uh, junior year. But when you play against a first round pick you know you when you're watching film you're like oh look at this guy oh who's that hope he doesn't do that move against us and then <laughs> so, he does yeah. of course he does you and i should do <laughs> sports banquets together this is a lot of fun taking uh questions from the audience i promised the national football league so the news of the last 24 hours is justin herbert set to become the nfl's highest paid quarterback by annual salary agreeing to a five-year 262.5 million dollar extension with the chargers so that works out to 52.5 million per season highest most in the nfl and the only quarterback making more money is lamar jackson in terms of uh, total values you know my question last hour to dupont and i'll put it to you is do these teams actually believe these quarterbacks are worth that or are they in a biggest ball contest to see who can pay the most like they, they obviously think herbert's yeah. this good oh yeah i mean they obviously really like herbert i think that you see a lot of teams when they don't have a direction it's nice to have a quarterback because then you know what direction you can go as a franchise you can know whether it's time to push all your chips in and load up your defense and when they have great quarterbacks they often lean on the first round you saw what the green bay packers did for years drafting defensive players because you can get you know wide receivers and other position players and others later in the round because your quarterback can cover up a lot of those mistakes so to speak so uh you know i think that they really like Herbert. I think that he's going to have an opportunity to win there and uh, you know, hopefully they can get things going. Well, I have the projected wins here. I got into that a little bit last hour. I'll do it way more next hour. Who's your team? 
I grew up an L.A. Rams fan. Okay. So it's been up and down the last few years. Uh, it was down for decades, and it's been up for the last few years, yeah. So you're still a Rams fan. Yeah. They projected, this is by USA Today, which I'm not the hugest fan of, but I follow them, and they're not usually wrong with these projections every year. They got the Rams at 7-10 and 10 and the 49ers winning the division at 11-6. and 6. You go along with that? Yeah, that seems reasonable. I think that, uh, you know, as we see every year, if a team gets, you know, injured quarterback or something changes, a lot can change quickly. So uh, we're going to see what happens here. Yeah, and so, by the way, flipping it AFC West, same town, the Chargers are projected 7-10, and 10, and that's behind the Chiefs' 10 wins, Broncos' 10 wins, Chargers' 7, and then the Raiders, they're projecting them to go 3-14. and 14. You, you can make the highest-paid quarterback on a team that's only going to win seven games. Yeah, but I mean... I shouldn't same, compute. Yeah, at the same time, I mean, how are they going to replace them? If you want yeah. to replace a talent like that, you're going to have to pay similar money if they want to come play with there. Trying to recruit players to go to California, we know at times can be tough with the tax situation there. And, I mean, if you really want to go the other route, you could go 0-17, and then you'll get a first overall pick and hope that they're not a bust. And we've seen a lot of teams, especially in the NFL, you know, tank and hope for great draft picks, and sometimes it doesn't work out. We've seen what the Raiders have done now for a decade or two, and how many busts have come through there, and some other teams. You know, the Rams are a great example too, from you know Matthew Stafford on down. They thought that they had lots of great players, and it didn't work out. Well, <clears throat> they didn't overspend. I don't think when they won a Super Bowl, but not all those guys are still around. Like Jalen Ramsey's in uh, Miami, as you know. Which, interestingly enough. AFC East, many feel, is the toughest division in the NFL. I do. They got the Bills on to winning it at 13 and 4, Jets 12 and 5, Dolphins 11 and 6, and then the Patriots 7 and 10. Uh, your take on that division? I'm surprised they only have the Dolphins winning that few yeah. games. They have an electric offense. They got so much speed out there. But obviously, you know, they need to have a quarterback that's going to be healthy to distribute the football. And uh, the, Bill, the Bills have been great for a few years. They seem to not be able to get over that hump. So, I mean, unfortunately, when teams play that well for a long time, it's no longer about winning the division. It's about going to the Super Bowl. So I think that's kind of where the Bills are now in their trajectory. And then Josh Allen makes a ton of money, too. So uh, we'll see if they'll be able to get over that hump here this year. And, I mean, Aaron Rodgers and the Jets, now you got the new kid on the block, so to speak. But, uh, you know, he's he's been to a lot of championship games too i would doubt the patriots regret i don't think bill belichick regrets anything getting rid of tom brady but they have not ever rebounded and here they're predicted to miss the playoffs again yeah i mean this you know this is back to the quarterback talk right yeah you have a great quarterback you got to keep him around and they drafted mac jones i think he was a late first round pick and uh, 15th yeah, yeah it's the middle of the first round and, yeah, he hasn't been able to get the job done yet, so they might be going looking for another first-round quarterback next year. Uh, Arlen Bruce watching says, Wow, a half a billion dollars for that deal. Wait till Joe Burrow does his contract. Maybe a billion-dollar contract. Who, in your mind, is the best quarterback in the National Football League? The best one. Not about what they're paid. Yeah. Who's the best quarterback? Right now, I think you got to lean with Patrick Mahomes, yeah. just what he's able to do with that offense. Um, He's electric arm. He's good talent, and uh, he knows what they're trying to do on offense. And you know they can run trick plays. They can do a lot of different things. Keep defense off. Uh, you know, and he can run the football too. I think that what we're seeing now too is a lot more quarterbacks are mobile, and uh, you know that stand in the pocket.
pocket Tom Brady, Peyton Manning from our, you know, last generation of quarterbacks. I don't know how many more of those we'll see in the future because even when they play in college, they all can run a little bit. Even Justin Herbert, you know, he's more of a pocket quarterback, but he can take off when he needs to. Same with Burrow, same with Josh Allen, same with a lot of these guys. John Bender, uh, last question, former Nevada Wolfpack lineman in Calgary, Stan Peter. You were promoting, I saw on Twitter, about the younger demographic watching CFL football. The ratings are pretty good. What is your best advertisement for CFL football for people to watch it and follow it the rest of the year? I mean, I just think, you know, some people I talk to, I have a lot of clients, a lot of friends have taken the games. Just go. Go with an open mind, watch it, and tell me you don't leave entertained. You know, last week it was family day game. I brought 40 people to the game, turned in some of my season tickets, brought it, they exchanged them or whatever. And I brought a lot of friends, and they were all like, you know, I was getting texts all day Monday. Like, that was so much fun. I got to take the kids back. We really had a good time. You know, they lit up the scoreboard. It was a 43-41 to 41 game. And you know, I was in Ryderville a couple weeks ago watching that game, Saw too. That you were there, that yeah. was electric. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't ask for, you know, it's reasonably priced, Lots to enjoy. That one thing, I've said it all week. I was listening to the Stamps post-game show. They lost, of course, and some guy calls in and says, they ran out of hot dogs at halftime and the team lost. I'm burning my season tickets. I'm like, come on, man. That seems like a guy that just wants to be mad. You know what I mean? I mean, there's always going to be people that are mad about something. Yeah. I mean, obviously, they, they that was a great promo they did with the $3 hot dogs. But the concourse does not have infinity hot dogs. Sooner or later, they're going to run out. And I'm I on the stamp that, side on this. I still I am. they sold I over 5,000 hot dogs. So, I mean, yeah. 5,000 people were pretty happy, I'd imagine. Exactly. John Bender, thank you. Let's do it again. All right. Thank you. Our CFLPA spotlight is next with the great, and I mean great, Number five of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, Willie Jefferson. We'll be right back to Century Downs, Racetrack and Casino after this timeout on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, Podcast, and YouTube Live. PlayNow.com is Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. A site with hundreds of slot games. Your favorite live table games. And the PlayNow Sportsbook. Head over to www.playnow.com slash rpshow to claim your $50 casino reward. That's www.playnow.com slash rpshow for your $50 casino reward. PlayNow.com 19 plus. Use your game sense. We're live from Century Downs Racetrack and Casino in Calgary, where there's a lot of fans of our next guest. All across this country, there are both countries. One of the most popular players in the Canadian Football League is Willie Jefferson. I'm always excited to see who they're going to put on the show from the CFL Players Association. And when, this, when they told me this week, it's Willie Jefferson. I'm like, he's my guy. Now a living Hall of Famer, three-time Grey Cup champion. Can we bring him in? Willie J, four-time All-Canadian, five-time All-Star. He's on a bye week this week. Willie, are you joining us from the Slurpee capital, Manitoba? Did you get back to Texas this week? What's going on with you? Nah, I'm still here. I'm still here in Winnipeg. I'm back at home just relaxing, uh, enjoying my off time with the family trying to see some things, do some things in Manitoba. I just came from Grand Beach the other day, had an amazing time at the beach with the family. 
And then we went to the zoo the other day, saw the polar bears, saw some seals. Uh, I saw some other animals and stuff like that. That was my baby first time to the zoo. Yeah, so yeah, we doing some stuff. We had That's what bi-weeks are... That's what bi weeks are all about. Now, you got to take me through that little museum you got going on. T take me through the items that you put up there in your man cave and why they're there and what they mean to you, Willie. Oh, so this is so this is like a little uh, my my little setup for when I do a podcasts or when I do interviews and things like that. When I'm going to be recorded, uh, I have a picture that was done for me. From the Sturgeon Heights School, uh, Pros vs. Joe's, one of my pictures uh, from when I got my sacks last year. I have my 2019 Grey Cuff helmet with uh, everybody signed on that. I have uh, my Pit Vipers. I have my Audi Winnipeg Cup. Number one Audi dealership in, uh, in Canada. Come holler at us. I have uh, my picture of me doing the knockdowns. Uh, to celebrate uh, my accomplishments doing the knockdowns and things. Then I got another picture of me celebrating with the fans behind me. And then I have my Jordan 5 shoe collection. What size shoes you wear, Willie? I wear size 14. If you're trying to send me some shoes, I would love some shoes. I wear size 14. How about that? I love Jordan and Yeezys. All right, guys, can we work on that size 14 in a shoe deal for Willie Jefferson? Um, Willie, it's so you're leading the league in knockdowns, second in sacks, and the Bombers continue to roll. But your fans were a little worried, right? You had a couple losses early. They're not used to losing. Were those wake-up calls for you guys or what? You know, that's just, uh, just the game. That's just the league, you know, um, we are a good team. We played some good teams. You know, the first loss came to a very uh, good, dynamic uh, BC Lions team early in the season. Um, that was something that, you know, we kind of, you know, wasn't expecting, but, you know, we, uh, it happened. We bounced back from it, you know. Uh, Things like that do happen. Things like that are supposed to happen when a team comes in and plays their A game and they, you know, uh, capitalize on their opportunities. That's the type of things that are supposed to happen. And the same thing happened when we played against uh, Ottawa. In Ottawa, you know, uh, Crum stepped in, uh, did what he was supposed to do, and made the plays that he was supposed to make at the times when he was supposed to. And, you know, this is the CFL. We were up the entire game, and, you know, fourth quarter came, and, you know, it went, and it happened, and things like that. And that's exactly why, like, the guy you just was on with, you know, he said uh, he brought his friends and family to a game, and you asked him, like, what, you know what I'm saying, what would you uh, tell the people? Like, you, gotta, you, you, you have to come to these games. If you come to one of these games live, and in person, and you get to experience, like, the fans, you get to experience the atmosphere, you get to experience the game, and you see how fast the game can change, and you see how much fun the guys are having on the field with the celebrations, with the um, uh, with the animations that the, uh, that the team and the stadium put on for the team when they make plays and things like that. And just to see that game 
us being like a top tier team and Ottawa being a young and up and coming team with a with a backup quarterback that you know came out of nowhere and made those plays in the fourth quarter to bring his team back to win that game like that was an absolute amazing show to be at and you know if you was there and that was your first ever CFL game that was a great game to be at oh yeah they've been great and but I gotta ask you this Willie I wonder what motivates you because haters motivate me. That's the biggest joke. If it was, haters made me. That's what gets me out of the bed in the morning. But I look at your resume. You've shut everybody up. All these awards, you made a lot of money. And the reason I say this is going into the year, people are like, bombers are old now. They're all 30 plus. They're an old team. Did you guys hear that noise? And did it motivate you at all? Or is there something else that motivates Willie Jefferson? You know, <clears throat> you know, the hate, the hate is always going to be a motivation for anybody that wants to uh, move forward or succeed in any occupation or any uh, endeavor or whatever it may be. You always want somebody to talk down on you so you can prove them wrong and things like that. But uh, you always going to have that. But the only thing that uh, motivates me is just being great in my family, you know, trying to uh, show my, my wife, my daughters, my mom, my dad, my brothers, my sisters, friends, uh, you know what I'm saying, my city, my state, you know, anybody like the young kids from my city, from my state, you know, from anywhere that uh, that grew up like I grew up, you know, that, that, uh, that, you know, that, that wants to be, you know, a football player or a doctor or a lawyer or an engineer or anything you want to be. Like, you just got to wake up and want to be great and not settle for less, not settle for medioc mediocrity, and, you know, be that. You know, I love my family. I love my city. I love my state. I love the CFL. I love my coaches. I love my teammates. These are the things that motivate me every day. As long as I can have those people behind me, I can wake up and I know I can be great, and they're going to love me. Well, as they say, the highest vibration is love and i know we're getting kind of deep here but i will say that you've been um i've never told you this but you've been a major inspiration to me the things you're posting to your social media when i've had downtime so i'm like, well willie's doing this willie's posting that you know it and i remember holly when you won player of the year defensive player of the year holly tweeted it i don't know how many saw it but i did she was like you made the change in your life and look at what's happening willie i'm so proud of you what can you say about that change in your life like i don't we're not doing an hour-long motivational speech here but what changed for you just just putting like just putting the i guess like the bs but behind me and just want to be a better person a better man a better husband a better father a better son a better brother a better teammate a better leader just want to be better uh, and that's it, you know, uh, like I had a rough beginning when it came to football, when it came to league status and all that other type of stuff. But once I put all that behind me and I wanted to be me, wanted to be great, wanted to be a better everything, that's when things started being great for me. You know, when I, you know, yeah, when I, when I, uh, when I just, when I just started to, do everything on the straight and narrow, on the right path, you know, you know, give myself to God, you know, and just live on a righteous path. Everything just started to align for me and I'm happy.
I'm blessed. You know, like you said, uh, all the accolades and things like that wouldn't be possible if, you know, I didn't do If I you hadn't made the I change. Yeah. yeah, well, I just want to just want to tell you that it's noticed, man, and uh, I just think you're great. You know that. That was long before you even put on blue. So, Willie, listen, thanks for spending some time with us because I know it's family time this week in the bye. And keep her going, man. I appreciate you. Man, most definitely, man, Rob. And I appreciate you, everything you're doing, everything that you got going on with your show, man. I love it. Keep going. And stay positive, man. Be blessed. Same to you. Thank you, Willie. Give my best to the family. CFLPA, uh, Players Association member Willie Jefferson, just one of the greatest guys you'll ever meet. And uh, thank you to the CFLPA and Brendan for putting Willie on. Bombers on a bye week. But it's how can you not cheer for a guy like that? We'll be back with uh, overtime right after this. We are live on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, Podcast, and YouTube Live. Back live for overtime from Century Racetrack, Century Downs Racetrack and Casino in Calgary. Overtime is for the Four Seasons Sports Palace, your home for the UFC and the National Football League. Oh, what a great chat with Willie. I might even go get me a bomber jersey, put number five on it. And I'll say it again. We just, the analytics this week, I don't know how long this has been the case, nor for how long it'll be the case. But our number one city for viewership of the Rod Peterson Show now, digitally, is Winnipeg, Manitoba. Thank you, Winnipeg. Who would have thought? And I'm probably going to go up after that interview with Willie. Carlos is watching in Indianapolis, and he says, Great show, guys. Two hours of great conversations with great people. That's like the fastest two hours in sports, right? Right here. You're part of it. Brian in Beausjour, Manitoba says, my one and only bomber jersey, number five all day. Wayne, the Ryder fan, says, Willie is definitely an ambassador for the CFL. Keep keeping on, Willie. Jeff, the Stamps fan, says, the bombers are getting old and stagnant. Especially that offensive line. Sorry, these are facts, not trolls. <laughs> O'Shea and company have to prove they can get younger, fresher, and still remain good. This is what we in the recovery profession call deflection. Let's not talk about the Stampeders, who sit fourth place in the West Division and haven't won a home game all year. Let's talk about the Bombers. John... In Edmonton, writes in, he says, Rod, a few weeks ago, there was a report that SaskTel Center was at the end of their lifespan. Thoughts on that? I didn't see the report, John, in Edmonton. I'd love to know where it came from and whom was behind it because there's a movement afoot to get a new arena for Saskatoon. I'm all for progress. I'm all for new facilities. But I love SaskTel Center. 
I love it. They've maintained it very, very well. Maybe that's now to their own detriment. Maybe they're a victim of their own success because it's as nice now as the day it opened. You could eat off the floor there. Problem's not the rink, it's the parking lot. And whose fault is that? I, I, I've had politicians in Saskatchewan say, can you get behind the movement of a new arena in Saskatoon? I'm like, yeah, sure. What do you need? You feel you need one? Go get one. But you don't... I'm not probably not the best guy to ask, by the way, because I'm, I have not moved off that mindset of what you want and what you need are two different things. They do not need a new arena in Saskatoon, but they want one. There's nothing wrong with that. You're talking to a guy that owns and drives a 2004 Jeep Wrangler and loves it. And a 1975 Jeep CJ and loves it. So I don't think they need it. I don't think it's anywhere near the end of its lifespan. But I think it's somebody putting that report out there to get us all believing they do. So, uh, sure. Does that answer your question? 902-518-3033 is the number on the Progressive Insurance text line. And we've got only three more minutes to get your comments in via there. Uh, Brian in Beausajour says, another superb show from Rod and the squad. The go-to sports show of my generation. Thank you, Brian. It's very nice of you to say. Number one in Winnipeg, spread it around. Uh, sports update, Canada has picked up its first win at the Women's World Cup. Adriana Leon's 53rd-minute goal helped Canada pull out a 2-1 victory over Ireland. Canadians were coming off that scoreless draw against Nigeria in their opener. Yusei Kikuchi is scheduled to start for the Blue Jays this afternoon. They're just about to fire it up in L.A. It's the rubber match of the series. Dodgers won last night's meeting 8-7 in 10. Bronny James, son of LeBron, remains in hospital after going into cardiac arrest on Monday while participating in a basketball practice at USC. A family spokesperson says James was in stable condition after leaving the intensive care unit. He's an incoming freshman with the Trojans. Sports update is for Landmark Cinemas in theaters August 4th, Meg 2, The Trench. It is an upcoming science fiction film based on the 1999 book, The Trench by Steve Elton, serving as a sequel to the 2018 film, The Meg, and it stars Jason Statham. Last minute of play in the RP show today. Sports on tap. We mentioned Jays, Dodgers, CEBL tonight. I'll be going to the game. See you at Winsport. All you people that said you were too shy to come up and say hi last game, come up and say hi tonight. Thank you, Clark. Uh, let's get that photo that you all wanted and were too shy to ask for last game. Calgary Surge, Edmonton Stingers tonight, Winsport. And Scarborough is at Brampton out east in the Canadian Elite Basketball League. Great job by our crew. Thank you, Bernie Nichols, Willie Jefferson, John Bender, the fantastic crew here at Century Downs Racetrack and Casino. We'll do it all again tomorrow at noon Eastern right here on Game Plus, WQEE Podcast and YouTube Live. How about that? Who has more fun than us? <laughs>
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.